welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, welcome to the show. I have uh, been putting off recording the intro and outro for this episode because it's a driving rainstorm outside. But you know what? It's 9 p.m. and uh, I've got a 9.30 a.m. call time tomorrow. So i uh, got to knock this thing out. <laughs> uh, everything's going great on this end. Uh, if you haven't, you got to check out the, the Rick and Morty's combo uh, video. I did on YouTube for Wendy's favorite one I've ever done for sure. The video, not the, the food was fine, but really wasn't a food review. It was more kind of an homage to Rick and Morty a little bit. So maybe check that one out. All right. Let's talk about Asher Lobb. He uh, is a musician. Um, let me tell you a little bit about him. And then you can hear our conversation, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and by the way, make sure in the show notes, I, I'm, I'm going to mention this again at the end, but make sure you go listen to his music. It's just different than uh, anything I've heard, really. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. And really going on YouTube and watching his performances, uh, something else too. But So Asher began classical violin training at the age of two. And by age 13, he had already performed with the Buffalo Philharmonic. Asher's expertise in transgenre improvisation has led him to a career, I don't know why I can't read right now, uh, as a soloist in demand, performing at venues such as Madison Square Garden, uh, Hammerstein Hall, Lincoln Center, the Jacob Javits Center, and uh, across four different continents. Uh, you know, he, he's, he is known uh, for his, uh, really, in my opinion, probably his transgenre uh vibe he's got the violin going with like electronic uh movie uh he'll dance on stage he's got an led electric violin uh it's a cool thing to see because i've never seen someone with a violin like move other than their arms um so ash and i talk obviously about music uh kind of you know slotting music into specific genres and obviously his experience uh, we end up uh, going on a, a sidebar conversation about health uh, and many other things. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation. I think we talked about my drinking. Um, I'm sure we did. Had to have come up. Uh, <laughs> if I wasn't drinking, I'd probably remember for sure. But Asher is a really cool guy and had a great time uh, chatting with him. So, Let's lead you on into the episode. But before I do, I want to mention that I use that app called Ibotta. It's the cash back savings app. Uh, today, I got $3 back on my trip to Publix, buying things I was already going to buy. Uh, also, I noticed that they have a $1 cash back for uh, whiskey that I buy uh, currently available. So I'll be getting a few more dollars uh, tomorrow when I go to the liquor store. So. Download the app, use the link below so they know I sent you. I believe you get a free $5 when you submit your first receipt. So use that link, 
in the show notes and, and start making money back on things you're already going to buy. Just makes sense. Also, sponsor that you know I love, Flaviar. This is the club you'll be telling your friends about. Taste exciting craft and premium spirits. Access exclusive drinks and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila, and heaps of stories to tell. Use the link below to get the discount for being a listener of the Jeff Macalino podcast. All right, here's me and Asher Lobb. All right, everybody. I'm very pleased to welcome Asher Lobb to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you, Asher? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm yeah. doing great. Yeah, it's uh I'm 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 glad uh I'm glad I uh I I found you and got to listen to your music and everything because first of all, I I'll 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 start right off with that. Like it is really pleasant uh a sound and it's so unique. Um so I I'll I'll start by uh, just flattering you <laughs> with that. I appreciate it. Thank you. It, it's um I don't think I have, I can't think of another sound that is like that, that I've heard. And it, and that's, but it works uh, tremendously. Um, I just had you playing for like an hour or two this morning <laughs> on, on oh, YouTube. And it's touch. like, it's, it's good. Uh, so obviously to my listeners, I'll, I'll have everything linked uh, in the show notes where you can find uh, his his music but first of all i just wanted to start there to get <laughs> to to give that uh right off the bat um thank you so much you um and for people who haven't yet listened to his music you you your main instrument is the violin um but it is not it's not your your older brother's uh version of violin songs i guess <laughs> is maybe my way of so i have a real hard time describing i was talking to a friend i'm like this guy's music is, I can't tell you what it is. I don't, do you have a description of how you describe it to people? Yeah, yeah I'd be happy to uh, to share it because I think a lot of people have trouble putting me in a category. And mm -hmm. uh, it's not just people like listeners, but it's, um, it's curators, it's article writers, it's just people, it's it's like the, the influencers, you, you could say, in the music industry that are sort of they they decide okay what genre am i going to focus uh for my listeners and like they don't know how to categorize my music too much but so so i'm glad you asked that question uh and and like that's kind of what i'm aiming for and i'm hoping that like kind of pushing back against the major organizing factors and companies that are kind of creating rap hip-hop um edm major categories are able to realize that it's important to understand that nuances across the board across genres blending genres is of significant value and um you know it's like okay black white brown like the, 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 there aren't those three categories of people there are there's like a million different permutations in between same thing with music so um my music if you want to try to categorize it um is seven different genres <laughs> but the common denominator is the violin it is mostly instrumental, although I do collaborate with with art with vocalists. Um, what I most passionate about, you listen to my singles like Neon Dreams, 
even Atlantis, uh, Dreaming Awake, On the Road. Those of you who are checking out my Spotify right now, you just go down the list there. They are mostly electronic and and cl- classical and electronic blend together. So it's like modern. It's like bringing the past into the present in, in a sense and showing and showing EDM fans that the violin is very much relevant in their in their whatever Spotify play in their playlists and should be relevant and showing the classical musicians and classical fans that electronic music is also relevant and can be a source of like inspiration to them as well even though you know if you're a little snooty and like you know you you could still find significant value and benefit from crossover violin type of music which is essentially what i'm doing yeah and and i love i love that because frankly not I think those are two genres of music, the, the classical and the the electronic that I, on its own, I certainly have a lot of respect for the classical stuff, but I'm not going to listen to it unless, yeah. I mean, it, you know, you, you always- You and everybody else. Right. You and everybody else. It, there, there's, a, there's a level of respect, and of course, it's enjoyable listening when, when a violinist plays a national anthem or, you know, plays at a wedding or something or at yeah. a, a school talent show. It's always like, well, that's- talented and that's impressive but i'm not gonna listen you're not gonna to go it to a show. you're not gonna buy tickets to a concert necessarily. right and and me personally i've always been like oh electronic stuff that's it's not not for me i don't really i don't really see the. but you've meshed it in a way that really does make it it, it screams both of them and not that i'm a, a music connoisseur i <laughs> i have a, my spotify playlists are like they jump from like Eminem to Frank Sinatra to Louis Armstrong to uh you know uh Ludacris or something the connoisseur <laughs> well it I I just like everything but those are you know two things that kind of don't get in there are, are the the classical instrumental type stuff oh I guess mm-hmm. there's some of that uh and and electronic type stuff um now it now it will <laughs> They'll just be yeah, meshed we'll together. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at my catalog, um, and that's not even comprehensive. My website has like, you know, uh, a whole lot more music that I haven't released. Um, probably, probably will keep it that way, just so people go to the site. Um, you know, there's like, uh, I'm, I'm actually digging out my catalog. I'm trying to remember all the songs, but, <laughs> but there's actually a, hit, a blend of hip hop and instrumental hip hop that I've produced also. Um, there's a Latin cover. I've pretty much covered a lot of multiple different genres, multiple genres uh, over the years. The common theme, I, I tend to like electronic, but I, I'm really just, I, I'm responding to my listeners. When people want to hear a certain type of song, um, I respond accordingly. So, Yeah, and you also, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch you on YouTube because, there is more of a visual component to your performance uh, than any violin violinist. Uh, is that the right word? <laughs> uh, you, I, I think, yeah, you, you. I don't think I've ever seen a violinist move anything except for their arm when they play, and you're moving all over the place. And uh, I mean, there's, there's, it's an active <laughs> uh, scene, which again, it, it's something about it. It's like it's, this adds such a component to being this would be a show i'd want to go see not just a show i'd be like okay i can sit through this music it's fine 
Um, there, there's entertainment yeah. going on. How difficult, I mean, obviously you were classically trained, uh, and I know you started, I think at two, um, how difficult yeah. is it to do all of the movement that you bring, you know, the dancing and stuff while yeah. still nailing the violin? Because I assume that's something you just had to kind of teach yourself. You know, I, when I don't keep it up, I start to forget it. So like when I'm, people are sort of expecting me to kind of improv on, you know, at a live performance, uh, private event, even, um, I, I, I remind, I, I tell myself, man, you, you really should just like keep practicing. Cause it's, it's not even like riding a bike. You can really forget it. Um, especially if you're not working, if you're not coordinating your foot movements with music that you're really you know familiar with so um it's tough and um it takes a lot of practice you can't really think about it too much because there's too much going on for you to think about there's where to place your notes playing in tune uh not tripping over your two feet embarrassing yourself in front of thousands of people um and and the footwork you know it can get awkward also because you're dealing with like for me, I, whenever I, I, I very rarely post dance videos. I mean, me dancing um, on Instagram these days. But when I do, it, it 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 gets a lot of reach, and then I get like these snooty comments from like, like da- like footwork coaches, like breakdancing coaches, <laughs> like pros. They're like, "Good job, but you need to like you know, feel more confident. Like go with the move. Like just go with the the sway with the music. Like why." People people want to comment on, on the movements and I, I I welcome that, but it's it's a lot more pressure for me as a result. So I can't just post the stuff every day um, unless I have it properly coordinated. Yeah, that's that's uh of course that happens. <laughs> it's so funny that it's like, oh yeah, you're a dance, you're a dance coach or choreographer. Yeah, you you've done this with a guy playing the violin, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but if, yeah of course it's i mean it's it, it's black there <laughs> yeah it, it's the same as me when I, i'm sitting here making a tweet like well look at this idiot on the football field he didn't slide his feet properly to say oh yeah it's so easy that's why i'm such a successful football player <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh it's uh of course All the that trolls out there <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh everyone's an expert too yes. uh, you know <laughs> even when they're not yeah Mm. Uh, I've got uh, I've 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 got only coffee today. By the way, that's <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I I like to let my my listeners know the sober episodes versus the not sober episodes because sometimes it the line is fuzzy for. <laughs> uh, you know, I I wish I could handle coffee. It just it just makes me jittery. Like the best I could do for myself, caffeine wise, is dark chocolate, and even that like can be too much for me. But that's also because I have a condition like my dream glands, but. Mm. but man i would love to drink coffee yeah it's uh, the funny thing with me and coffee is i I think it's just a habit i don't know if the caffeine actually does anything because anytime i'll take a nap during the day i do it right after i drink a cup of coffee (laughs) i'm just i don't know i don't know if the warmth maybe just is like all right well i feel nice and relaxed i'm gonna go lie down and take a nap um not that I get to nap often during the day, but occasionally it's, you know, I, I, I know people that, um, it, I completely get it. Uh, it's, I think that it's not just, I guess it is a stimulant, 
the caffeine, but I, I think it, it does more than that, especially if you've, you've been taking it for a while, but it also has a lot of health benefits that I think, I think are kind of ignored by the medical community, which is a little surprising to me, I guess, because the concerns are, Oh, you might, you don't want to overstimulate your adrenal glands. I don't know, but it also lowers blood pressure. I don't want to turn this into like a medical conversation, but that is sort of my, <laughs> my background in addition to music. Oh, me uh, medical is your I, background? I like talking about nutrition and yeah, medicine and medicine and most mo more nutrition than medicine, but my background, I, background is nursing actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's, the nutrition stuff is always fascinating to me because I'm, I'm always like, you know, I, I, if there is a, people who lose weight i'm someone who needs to to lose some weight but people who like there's a million different things that work for a million different people and i'm like i, I feel like there's a lot of um I, I mean i'm i'm sure there's a a standard i mean the one size fit all solution to most things is well if you eat less calories than you burn in a day you're going to lose weight but it's like, I, I don't, I, I think everyone's body composition is so different. It's hard to, um, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> calories, like, cal, cal, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I just want to elaborate. Calories are like a, and I, apologies to any of my listeners who are expecting to hear me jibber jabber on music, but this is pretty <laughs> important, folks. And I can't tell you how many, how many of my listeners, they like, I have this cancer and this health problem and that health, like people have so many health problems these days. It's unbelievable. Um, and like depression, anxiety, and just everything under the sun. And it's like, okay, here we go. Guys, I'm not, I'm not prescribing anything, but I do like to kind of just throw some things out there. Um, when it comes to like that one size fit, fits all, speaking of what you just said, uh, is, uh, can be actually misleading to people because um, it can actually ruin people's health if they're like curbing their caloric intake but they're consuming like the wrong macronutrients or they're consuming or they're like eating pro too many processed foods or whatever. When they ignore that stuff, you know, it can be a total mess um, immune system wise. And so, yeah, I just wanted to speak to what you were saying that there's a lot of truth in, and there, there's a lot of nuances and there's a lot of com complexities to what, what the implications of reducing your caloric intake is or increasing your caloric intake. Yeah. You need enough calories. Uh, and you don't just want to like, you know, like if you're a vegetarian, uh, that's just, it's a different like prescription if you're speaking to a nutritionist than if you're a, um, if, if you're a, uh, you're eating a paleo diet, you know, the, like the bioavailability, meaning like how absorbable it is into your body, the, the, the nutrition, the, the vitamins, the minerals, uh, they're very different eating a celery stick versus like steak. <laughs> so, you know, just like everybody out there. It's not so simple. It's not just like, oh, just check your calories. You can't eat 2,000 calories of celery sticks, guys. You'll keel over. Okay. <laughs> All these crazy, wacky diets out there. Very dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I think of most of them. Uh, I, I'm always... I'm always... Guys, I eat my vegetables and fruits. Don't like... If you're like a vegetarian, I'm not insulting you. Please. <laughs> Don't go off and say Asher... Don't start like posting hater messages on my on my Instagram posts because of that. I'm not bashing vegetarians. I'm not bashing paleo people. What I'm saying is get a professional to advise you if you're really in trouble. And it's not that simple like caloric intake. That's what I was saying. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Back to you. No, no, no. I I like that because I 
I, I, you know, my, my biggest thing is I'm always like, oh, this diet sounds interesting. This one sounds interesting. It's like, yeah, but this is some new diet that some dude made like a couple of years ago. How the hell do we know how that person's body, they might look great in a Speedo right now, but doesn't mean they're not going to die because they're malnutrition five years or develop some sort of disease. It's like some of the old school, just seemingly, I don't know. My, my thought is not that I'm, uh, you know, I consume like 1500 to 2000 calories of liquor a day. So losing weight, it's kind of impossible with that kind of, uh... Uh, that's a lot of work for your liver there. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, my liver is fine. Uh, it's just wow. my waistline. <laughs> your, your AST and is you check your those levels. Yeah, it's been a it's been a year, but um, I mean, my drinking, if anything, has actually gone down probably. But yeah, my ALT and AST are like within normal limits. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, my doctor uh, last physical I went to, he's like, I would have guessed you were a non-drinker based on your blood results. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess I'll keep on rocking. <laughs> <laughs> It's because that was my thing. I did have them elevated, but it was like, I forget the number. I think it was like 44 or one of them was 44 and it's supposed to be under 40 ideally, but it's like, it's, it's gotta be like 400 before there's actually any real concern. And even then you're not, it's not that bad. Uh, so the doctor's like, did you have a drink within a day or two of the blood work? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, then you're probably totally fine. And then it went down to 30 the next year i'm like all right well i'll just till i see that pop up in the 60s 70s i'll just assume everything's fine <laughs> you know what also raises that is like exercise so i exercised like two days before i got my blood work lts see they're they all um they were they they rose pretty high and i don't drink a, an ounce of alcohol because of my my fear of like because i can't i'd keel over if i had a little bit unfortunately um and then I did the blood work like a few months later without exercise a few days before it was normal. So I don't even know how helpful these, I mean, these tests are, they have some information, but I like how informative are they? What, what is, are you, do you have like Irish background or? Um, uh, only like one eighth, I believe, according to, I'm, I'm a vast majority Italian. Italian. Okay. I mean, my neighbor is Italian. He, he's a uh, pretty healthy, pretty active and, uh, he he actually makes his own wine and is uh and it, yeah uh like organic wine like without the sulfites which is oh, nice. awesome like I wish the stores had alcohol without the preservatives but you know I don't think that's ever gonna happen no probably not uh, especially not the the big chains I would assume yeah I just think people would get fewer headaches oh yeah well I I don't uh. That's the one thing I will, unless it's the only option, I will not drink wine because it never, it, my mouth feels funny after I drink it. My stomach usually doesn't handle it well. Last time I drank wine, I, I ended up throwing up the next day and it was definitely wine or, or blood because it was red. <laughs> wow. So wait, so you're mostly Italian yeah. and, and you, you drink, so you drink liquor? You... Yeah. Yeah. C Canadian whiskey is my, uh. Canadian right. whiskey, and that's yeah. fine for you, and that's a much higher alcohol content. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I I polish off uh, more than I should admit. I I did a I did a stand up uh, bit about how much alcohol I drank, and I was just 
throwing the number out there. I'm like, I, I will, you know, I only average a little more than a liter of whiskey a day. Uh, and somebody in the audience is like, he measures his alcohol consumption in liters. <laughs> I guess ounces <laughs> is the more normal way to measure. <laughs> and, and I keep tracking liters and I'm like, oh yeah, that might be a problem, but I don't know. I've been doing it for years. I, it's like at a certain point, something's got to start going bad, but I don't know. At this point, it's like I feel like I owe it to science to keep it up until then. <laughs> I've I've already said I'm like I I'm committed to donating my liver to science when I die because that's not going to be the thing that kills me. This might age poorly, but <laughs> I don't think so. But I mean, I guess maybe you have a healthy diet to complement it. I um, I usually eat junk food like fast food stuff mainly for youtube content once a week uh but aside from that um you know i get a good amount of, of fruits and vegetables I, I i try to eat pretty healthy i i lately i've been actually just mainly eating like once a day um because <laughs> then i it, i i can handle that i like i, I don't get hungry so i I'm not going to eat so, but I'll have a, a, you know, thousand calorie, you know, steak, broccoli, rice kind of thing and, or chicken. Once a day. What's that? Once a day? Uh, you, usually once a day. And I, and I'll snack on like roasted edamame, uh, you know, if, if I, if I'm hungry before or in but between it's a, then. But it's a really big meal and it's really balanced right usually yeah yeah it's 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 big if it's once a day it's a big meal and usually it's pretty balanced yeah that's interesting i i, I have a fascination for this stuff because i like I, i'm into paul jaminet's like uh perfect health diet and um it's it's kind of a far cry from what's been recommended by it's it's just it's it's like a new it's a it's it's kind of like a new revolution it's been helping a lot of people but um that that and like guys like gary gary Tao, there's like different folks out there and i talk to just different People, I meet different people all the time just through my events, and I, I'm always curious. Like, I'm always curious about, okay, what is, what is it that makes them healthy? What is it that doesn't make them healthy? What's their lifestyle like? And, uh, you know, sometimes their their responses are are surprising. But, um, you know, I I know people who eat, you know, six meals a day, uh, but they aren't, they don't have that much energy. And I know people who eat like very few meals, like maybe two meals a day, but they 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 do very well. So it probably relates to like blood sugar stability. Like if your blood sugar, like if their pancreas is working, operating properly, and you know epigenetically they're not having any. I I, I feel bad that I'm totally veering off off topic here, <laughs> guys. I mean, you probably wanted to hear about some music, but this is my preoccupation. So back to, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's it's you know i tangents happen as i told you <laughs> I, 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 this would be a two-hour podcast i actually did a two hour, i did an hour and 45 minute like interview last week and i was like we were talking about like psilocybin and like this oh. new <laughs> revolution <laughs> nothing to do with music but it was just it was such a fascinating conversation that like, to say the person i was talking to um Anyway, I really enjoy these podcasts and these interviews. Just, just like I just meet all sorts of new people, and interesting to chat with you too. Yeah, it's uh, podcasting is a fun. I can't uh, bring myself to do like the Joe Rogan three hour podcast stuff. Not yet. Maybe you uh, need a few more liters of 
liquor. Yeah, well, there. yeah, that would be part of it. I would, I would probably need to take, I would need an ice <laughs> or coffee. This is, how, this is how bad I am with uh, my podcasts that happen at, in the evening. Is I start with a pint glass uh, of whiskey, and I come with a a smaller cup full of ice. When I finish the pint glass, I dump the melted water into that. I I have this sitting here to fill up the the remaining ice. I drink that. And then it's like, oh, I really like ice, but if we're still recording, I'm just gonna have to drink it straight into the straight out of the class warm. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, yeah. It's I, I, I'm prepared though. <laughs> at a party, I'm like the only guy who I'm the only guest. I'm not a guest. I'm I'm playing at an event or something. I'm the only person who's and goes up to the bar and asks for filtered water. <laughs> at no ice and like they never hear they'll like look at me and say okay and then they'll pour ice into the container as they're nodding oh yes okay i won't give you ice because they're so used to doing it uh i, I i'm not i don't have a i don't have much tolerance for for cold mm. so, I, yeah. I i kind of wish i was like that because i've well, and maybe it's good that I add a bunch of ice because at least there's some water going into my body. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure you're getting a lot of water from the, the liquor and the coffee. You're mm. staying hydrated. <laughs> well, I do. That's the marathon. Did we get beer back onto we to, did. To nutrition. <laughs> yeah. It. Well, there's a marathon of hydration, which, in fairness, you 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 probably have to deal with that when you're doing shows and stuff. I imagine you, you have to gear your body up a certain way to. Yeah, very much so. Considering my, first of all, the high energy type of breaking, breaking a sweat type of activity going on. Um, I, if I don't have like a bottle of Fiji water by me, um, I actually feel anxious because I've gotten really close to passing out right before like I'm on stage, especially if it's like there's a lot of stress, a lot of people taking out get taking out their phones and their cameras and stuff, and you're on, yeah, like a videographer capturing everything. Like I have to bring meals with me to events because you don't know how long you're standing backstage, you don't know how long you're gonna wait. Uh, and for somebody like me with with a history of adrenal insufficiency, inflammatory condition, like I can't mess with that stuff. Right. I can't eat one big meal and then like stick to whatever coffee or liquor the rest of the day i would just pass out so it's it's interesting to to again tie it back in but i think i shifted to kind of being that one meal a day person because uh two things that i cannot do is two things i've been trying to do more often i cannot do stand-up comedy when i've eaten any time recently or my stomach just feels like i've got a, a ton of bricks in it and i cannot i don't like to act with any i like an empty stomach if i'm acting um i will go home and and eat i'll, I'll be on set all day i might have like a little bag of chips or something uh mm. and I'll, I'll be chugging water all day but i will not want to eat anything because it just it something the way it makes me feel when it's in my maybe it's nerves um, but it's interesting. It's it's a two different approaches to a similar thing. I feel like is, I mean, you know, a acting on set, you're in the lights, you're sweating. So I'm I am constantly drinking water. Uh, but it it's funny. It's like I don't want food around me because I'm I'm just afraid it's going to just sit in here and agitate me, and then I'm going to be focused yeah. on that instead of being present. And it's a it's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> 
difference. It's, but it's, it's a juxtaposition between us being both performers, being in high stress situations, and having like kind of I'm gonna say polar opposite nutritional intake, but like kind of different, yeah, um, requirements before the before getting on stage. But yeah. the com the common theme between us two is the water. Mm -hmm. If you don't, that's the first. Like if I were to choose between like chicken or water or like a meal i would i would choose probably water if i had to choose the two you know between the two because it would also keep my blood pressure up in your case i don't know, maybe you want to keep your blood pressure down i'm not sure what your situation is but i tend to trend towards low blood pressure and that's my concern mm. um <clears throat> so yeah actually one of the musicians i was talking to yesterday um saxophone is he was actually sharing with me the apple watch that he, he gets and it's an expensive watch and i'm like why do you need it you know you just have your cell phone by your side he he uses it for to check his blood pressure and to assess if he's at risk for a a fib atrial fibrillation which is basically your heart's fluctuating from like slow to fast and then like you could end up passing out and having a heart attack or whatever uh or or your heart no longer working you end up in the hospital so so that and it's actually caught him a couple of different times um being at risk for that so he would just sort of stop and take a break so maybe kind of think well maybe it would be worth having just a heart monitor just a pulse monitor it actually has the the ekg uh reading which is incredible because it's just he doesn't have ekg strapped to his chest like you do in the hospital but it's showing this the uh you know the the atrium ventricle type of uh uh readings uh which is you know on the apple watch so cool yeah i i'm amazed by those things because it, it's it, it uh, i can't figure out you know smarter minds than mine obviously figured out how to make those things work but i i used to have a, a co-worker and when she would get animated and heated her watch would start buzzing to tell her she, her, her her heart rate was too high or blood pressure was too high and she needed to calm down and that it actually worked it it would buzz and she'd be like i i need to step away for a minute and take a breath because <laughs> this is yeah this is warning me yeah it's pretty cool i might i just might get one for that reason i mean it's got all these other fancy uh additional things but um i that, that seems like the most valuable checking your uh, heart rate how many steps you've taken throughout the day how much exercise you've got i don't know yeah, um, seems but useful. on the topic of like smarter, you said like smarter than you. I actually want to mention how much I, how respect I have for comedians. I actually post um, on my social media, like I post a lot of comedic type of music, musical posts, videos, reels, um, just to kind of lighten people up because there's so many tense people these days. And like you just like comment, even comments that should just I, I, on videos that are pretty benign. Uh, people shouldn't get offended by. They get offended by. So I I've sort of defaulted to comedic videos to just have people relax and stop being so ju judgmental and like tense about things. So, but, but, but for that reason, I've sort of been enjoying comedy more and I, I just have so much respect for comedians. It is such a hard intelligence wise, like fine. Okay. Techies like they, yeah, it's a certain type of brilliance, a certain type of genius, but it's a certain type of genius to be able to like, get in front of an audience and to improv improvise um, and to like, make people laugh off the cuff and to respond to the audience and just just to make people laugh period is 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 a major challenge yeah it seems like it, especially this day and age but i i'd yeah. like to think it's it's we get offended so easily right 
Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I started just honestly, probably an episode or two ago um, on my podcast. I'm like, you know what? If you're offended, I don't care. I, you know, I you you are free to be offended. That is your right. Go ahead, be offended. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> like it's like you know, nobody care. Nobody should care that you're offended because if other you know if everyone's offended, then maybe it's a me problem. If uh -huh. it's just you are offended, that's a you problem. Figure figure out why you're offended and and don't come back to me because I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm glad that you you feel that way because I'm sort of a little bit different. Like I'm a little overly sensitive to my viewers, listeners. Um, but I'm starting to become less, uh, I'm not going to say less responsive, but it bothers me less when some, some, somebody posts like, like a, oh, well, that's offensive or whatever comment. Cause I, I just uh, like, there's a million people out there that, like you, like you mentioned, like you want to, okay, you're offended so go somewhere else. <laughs> like I'd rather not have to have to micromanage, like not offending you over i don't know like a puppy <laughs> a yeah. puppy and how cute the puppy is like i'm sorry that that offends you the puppy's cute <laughs> you know yeah. I don't, just stupid crap like that yeah it, it's it, i've i think i was always the same of like i i don't want to offend you i'm i i want to be very respectful of everyone and i i do in fairness i don't want to to polarize you know political stuff or anything like that but it's like yeah. I, I the first time um, I used to spend a, a few bucks on Facebook, like to try to promote podcast yeah, episodes and stuff. Yeah, and I, don't I think I, that stuff works. No, no, I stopped doing it. My listens are and not because I stopped doing it, but my listens have increased after I stopped doing it. So I don't think it ever really helped. But why? Some, why did they design a platform like that? I, I don't know. It's well, you know it. The number, I, you don't know if the numbers they give you are real because it will you say. Not after what Elon Musk said about Twitter. Right. And then I would get these old men usually who would respond and be like, why is this shit on my feed? And I I used to just delete the comments and or I've even been like, hey, I'm sorry. And I don't pick who who this thing goes. Then at one point, some somebody posted that. Why am I seeing this stupid asshole on my feed? And I responded, well, my marketing efforts are after cranky old men named Richard. So have a nice day, Dick. <laughs> and he actually responded with some sort of GIF, GIF, however you say it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. He might actually have enjoyed that I, that I snapped back at him like that. He may have been like, ah, okay, that was okay. He was like trying to get some attention, yeah. Yeah, which, first of all, what kind of person, like, sees an ad <laughs> On, clearly it's a paid advertisement and their response is why is this stupid asshole showing up on my feed? You know, i posted I've, i posted some ads and some music videos that were doing well and then i'll see these comments like i'm so glad i saw this in an ad what a great ad and i'm like did youtube pay the like a bot to like post that comment so that people keep spending money on their freaking ads like at the, and, like i'm if it's a real person i'm thrilled but if it's not, I would be furious because it's like it's it's literally a scam by like the biggest company in the world that like they want to incentivize people. And that's not even like I get like what I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know what views are, are worth these days. Like I get millions of views on some of my 
Facebook posts. Um, insane amounts of views and even some like whatever, like Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I see these like millions of views on some of these other ridiculous, useless posts. And it makes me wonder, like, how much of this stuff is manipulated? Right. And if it is, how is it even permitted? I guess because they're private companies. But I thought there was like a third party assessment of whether these companies are actually not screwing customers, customers in this case, advertisers or like people with comp- with companies or biz- businesses that are trying to reach their listeners or viewers. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get I, punished for saying this, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get punished. It it's uh, I, I always wonder that with I I don't know where the consistency comes from, and and maybe this is just me being a a, a newcomer to trying to promote stuff. Uh, but it's like randomly, like a YouTube video, like I do something called Drunk Jeff Eats, where I I get new fast food menu items, and I'm drunk and I eat them on camera. Um, because fast food item reviews is actually a huge thing. And I'm just like, I enjoy doing it. I'm drunk already. And I order probably going to order the food. So I might as well make a video and see if I can, you know, make a few pennies or, right. you know, on YouTube and like a couple of them, like in a day or two, I have 2000 views and a few of them in a, uh, two weeks have a hundred. And I'm like, well, I don't understand how this works. And I don't, you know, it doesn't. I don't know how these algorithms work at all. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't, it, you know, speaking of fast food, Mr. Beast just set up a fast food restaurant in the Mall of America or something. Um, and I think allegedly it's a healthy fast food restaurant. Um, maybe it is healthy. I don't know. Uh, but uh, if you're near the Mall of America, there's a new fast food <laughs> restaurant to check it out and shoot a video. Yeah, there's, a, there's not a lot of... Uh... Not a lot of healthy options with fast food. If you if you consider Chipotle fast food, that you can order in a way that your meal is healthy, um, depending on what you choose. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I, I asked Chipotle. Uh, I have a close connection with a higher up at Chipotle, and I'm like, hey, why don't you guys do ground beef? Like in your in your burritos, your bowls. They're like, oh no, we farm all of our stuff and ground beef we can't get it it's not going to be fresh enough everything needs to be harvested oh, and cured. what's that because it's cured oh, yeah, wait, I, yeah i guess it was something about it would take too long to do it and their whole thing is everything needs to be like farm fresh right. kind of thing you know i i when i went there i, I was actually pretty impressed with i would like what they had um when i was in yeah, when I was actually in college, I used to like a bunch of my friends, they all went there and like they, they, they yeah, I, I thought it was just like a McDonald's type of place or Burger King, but it uh, seems to be a little more. I guess that's their marketing strategy. It's sort of like we are the healthy McDonald's or the healthy Burger King. Yeah, I guess. I don't think they have that reputation, at least not yet, personally. <laughs> but just from from knowing that, it's like, huh, you know, you could you could legitimately hit those macro uh, numbers pretty well. If you, I mean, you can go on and calculate your, your bowl. A bowl is healthier than a burrito, Um, but you can calculate it. And I did it once. I'm like, I could just eat Chipotle. I could eat 1700 calories, get 120 grams of protein and like 70 grams of fiber a day. And I'm like, 
tempted to do that except for you know cost me good amount of money every day and i'd probably get sick of it but it would probably work from a health perspective at least until i was like oh screw this i need a cheeseburger (laughs) (laughs) um i i wanted to ask you so you started playing at two years old the violin oh yeah oh not yeah (laughs) wow we Sort of yeah, going back to, to music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, third two. You know, I actually like bringing it up at the end of the interview because it's like, oh, you know, typically uh, at the beginning, it's like, yeah, but then people kind of, they check out all my interviews and they hear the same thing. So probably better this way. But uh, two, yeah, start on the margarine box violin. Uh, uh, rubber bands are serving as strings just to get the feel because it was really small. And then I moved to like a mini, really tiny uh, wood classical violin and then took took the suzuki methods uh that's how i learned um you know how to play like bach and mozart at a young age and progress up to high school learn how to improvise uh just out of sheer just love for just popular music and jazz um and i got a little uh, you know i just wanted to kind of move outside of the classical realm of things since i was it was a pretty intense upbringing and i made it a career that's how hard that that was one thing that that stuck with me because everyone you know when I went through school there was always at least one kid uh and it's you know there's always at least one kid in grade school middle school high school that played the violin and you'd any if I'd ask them they learned they started from a young age most of them stop at a certain point and I don't know whether it's just like I've, I've done it just maybe because they wanted to stop being called nerd no i i you know it was honestly pretty painful for me to to like be in a big public school being being a violinist and it it was frustrating because it was sort of like me against pop culture like i wanted to play the guitar and the drums but i was proud of the violin i just it was just a frustrating tension uh and i wanted people to under and i honestly wish i had had foresight into what i'd be doing as a career because if i did I would have just been like, after that, I don't care. I want to show people what they should be appreciating. Forget about pop culture. And I would get out there, get up there on stage with an electric violin and show people what it, what the violin sounds like in the context of music that they're all listening to. And they would have very quickly responded positively to that. But I didn't. And I, and I was just shown the classical myopic kind of route and there's a ton of ton of value in classical but um there's like there's there's if you want to have fun and you really want to enjoy playing the instrument there's definitely what to be said about branching out into improvisation and and putting your own personal imprint on the music yeah it's uh i i was skeptical before i listened to your music by the way i was skeptical of it because there was, and uh, if any of my old high school classmates are listening, I apologize because I don't remember anybody who was in this band or the name of the band. But they were a rock band, but their main guy really played the violin. And I'm like, the violin doesn't mesh with what they're doing. And I think it 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 definitely could have. It just, they didn't do it right. Yeah, and nobody shows the violinist how to do it right, and that's right. probably one of the reasons why I very quickly made music a career. Literally, I was working my way through college, 
doing what other professionals had had to, you know, go through through years of um, I went through years of training my whole life. But I mean, uh, to Juilliard and to Manhattan School of Music. And I'm like in kind of like doing this stuff, earning what they are in, in high demand because I was able to. First of all, I had the repertoire in my head. I could sight read fluently as a classical musician, but I had I was able to play rock music as well as the guitarist and the saxophonist and play jazz also like them. Um, so there was, you know, that's the reason. That's the main reason. I mean, it's, it's not easy. Uh, if it were easy, then all these classical musicians would be doing it and they're not able to do it properly. And there's a lot of, <laughs> I hate to be overly negative, but I, I, I just like when I, when I, when I sift through my, my feed and I see like X, Y, Z, classical violinist playing even like a proposal and they're improvising and they just sound so screechy and so bad um and there's some amazing musicians out there but when i see some of these musicians that are i guess they they learn classical and then they're they're improvising i just and, and nobody's telling them that they need they need to work they like it takes this it, it requires a certain level of skill you can't just like over over vibrate but like vibrato is something you use when you're playing for ba playing Bach or um, or Mozart, that's kind of shaking your hand back and forth the way a, you know what a vibrato is like a vocalist would use vibrato. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work when you're playing Chick Corea. You don't do that. Uh, that's just like one example. Intonation is another example. Um, so yeah, it's a very specific skill. It requires more than just the Suzuki method. Yeah, yeah. You have to step outside of the pure classical. I, I mean. And I don't know the the met, but I would think no matter what instrument, but I, I feel like violin you, you maybe more than the other ones. Um, you 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 have to figure out a way to step outside your comfort zone, right? To to actually yeah, yeah. explore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it takes it takes different technique. It takes different tones, different sounds. You have to you have to know how to play to the song. Otherwise, it doesn't fit. You know, Billy Joel didn't have a violinist on stage, as far as I know. So if you're playing a Billy Joel song, you got to play in a different way so that it sort of matches the saxophone, the guitar, which were intended for his music. Just as a, one example. Right, right. Um, you in your bio, I, I noticed um, you had a mention about having some issues in 2014. Uh with not oh, six having... seven years ago with health you mean yeah was that a health issue that caused some problems yeah, that was... with yeah that was adrenal insufficiency i was diagnosed with that crash was in a you know using a bedpan pretty much in a, a wheelchair for like months and didn't wow. think i was gonna get better and i got better that that came after i was diagnosed with inflammatory disease so it's all uh pretty much that that's what Atl atlantis is about to me um you know i, I it's an instrumental song in hopes that people will uh, kind of project their own meaning onto the song, uh, use it for, from interpret it, you know, based on their own life experience. But for me, it's about the ups and downs. That that's my recent release, my original yeah. uh, Atlantis. Ups and downs, the cyclical nature of life, the unpredictable ability of life. Uh, not getting too caught up in the highs, not to getting too caught up in the lows, and kind of um enjoy enjoying each moment as it comes and that's sort of what Atlantis is about to me yeah and I I loved Atlantis um that was uh 
I didn't pay attention to all of the titles, but I think that was your most recent single. So I wanted to make sure I knew which one that one was. Um, yeah. I'm, the one thing with me and music, I'm like, I don't know the names of most of the songs I listen to. Even if I've listened to them a thousand times, it's like, I just know I like the song. I, I know who sings it usually, but I don't know who, who, uh, or who plays it. Um, but I, yeah, Atlantis was, was good. And I, um, gosh, I had something running through my head and now I can't remember what it was. I was thinking this it was something it made me think of, uh, that it was oh, that laugh that you think of maybe, oh, you're saying the, um, not the, uh, like Lord of the Rings type, uh, like epic, um, what's the word? Um, like fantasy type music, maybe video games or that's what people tell me at least yeah just uh i yeah some sort of dramatic uh um scene uh like i i usually a lot of times when i think i think with interestingly the way i i maybe this says why i choose the field of stuff that i do but i always like think of movie scenes or even things i've written and like oh this this music would do great with this scene, that kind of thing. And I, I don't remember if I even had a specific scene, but I, I was, while I was, I was feeling a, a, a dramatic uh, scene playing through my head while I was listening to the song. Which, oh. well, uh, let me know if you, if, if you, if you come up with, with uh, that scene, I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I always kind of wanted a song like that to be in a movie or in some show or something just with a cinematic just sort of vibe yeah it, it definitely would fit i think in a lot of places but yeah i will um i i'll listen to it again after this and i'll i'll, I'll see if i'm trying to remember now because i feel like it was something i had written so we'll never actually be made into a movie probably but i'm like this would work so well as the because mm -hmm. I, I don't think people pay enough attention in movies how much the music actually impacts how you feel i don't think i mean you probably do but like a, a movie like uh inception is one that i use as an example all the time oh like, yeah without the soundtrack i don't know if that movie even works i don't know if it's good at all without the dramatic yeah. feeling you get from the music otherwise i feel like that movie you might i'd love to see it stripped of the musical track because i yeah. think it would be a horrible movie <laughs> I don't think you'd be invested in it without the music really bringing you into it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, even things like Marvel movies, I, I think, you know, I'm huge into those. Yeah. Well, I think it's Alan Silvestri does most of the, the big ones, at least does the music for those. And it's like, he knows what he's doing. He's good. <laughs> oh yeah. It, uh, that, uh, I mean, the, the, I play it sometimes cause my son loves when I play like the, uh, portal scene in Endgame and just the musical track on Spotify, I'll play that in the car. Sometimes my son just loves when I play that, when I drive, although oh, yeah. I drive a little too fast sometimes when I'm listening to that, <laughs> it's the only hey, other problem with music. <laughs> Gotta keep up with the music. Yeah. I can't listen to Motley Crue and drive for example it's just like it it's not safe i don't uh, like to i don't like to speed too much so <laughs> especially just, when you're getting tickets from the cops yeah and i drive on a couple roads around here where they they have a heavy presence hey you know they got to pay the bills somebody's got to support them yeah yeah that's uh, cover their quota. 
yeah it's a funny uh it's a funny weird thing i always say i'm like you know it's not good pr for the police to be running speed traps if they you know if you're trying to you know <laughs> if your only interaction with a police officer is negative it's probably not going to be a good <laughs> yeah. it's a weird yeah. conundrum <laughs> yeah 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 well but, uh, um i i tend to i tend to get um whatever i'm pretty careful about it. i mean i obviously don't want to lose uh, get points on my license so i'm obviously yeah. very i'm a very careful driver but the times that i that i have been pulled over it's like for literally like driving five 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 miles over the speed limit i'm like really like now is when you're gonna pull me over yeah and i gotta like pay him hey, and they're like there's a $300 fine and you know, we're going to be generous and we'll mark it down to two fifty and take away the seven points that would have like eliminated your license. I'm like, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know, the only ticket I've ever received uh, was a speeding ticket in South Carolina. I was going 49 in a 45 and uh, whew, I was not happy, but I was, drive they my uh, ex father-in-law or yeah he he's like drive my car if you're going anywhere they they won't do that if you have south carolina plates you have florida plates they know you're not going to drive up here and fight a ticket um but cuz i'm like there's okay. no way you, he his gun could like i've had cops tell me we won't pull people over going it, it, they have to be going at least seven to ten miles over the speed limit and usually it's more like 15 before it's worth our while because the radar gun has a margin of error so like if it's within seven miles per hour technically that's like mo at least it used to be i don't know if they're higher tech now but it used to be mm -hmm. like a margin of error thing where it's like eh, if they're going 52 and a 45 maybe the gun's tuned up a little bit you know um uh -huh. Yeah. Well, so, so if you're in like if you're in a different state, like four states over, you basically need a different license plate for them to not screw you. Uh, at least in South Carolina, that's that's how my uh, ex father in law made it sound. <laughs> and I I circled back around because I thought it was a 55. They actually had a 45 sign that was blocked by a store sign. Uh, so what, so, a store sign. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, there was a sale, Sunday sale sign that was partially blocking it. I, I saw it when I drove back by and the cop had pulled over another out of state car in the three minutes. It took me to circle around. He had pulled over another car that was out of state. I'm like, he wouldn't even have had his gun set up. He's just making shit up and get writing tickets. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like they specifically put the sign there and it's like they tell each other, OK, you want to get you want to get people. This is how you get them. Yep. Park yep. right here. They don't see the sign. I mean, come on. Like, a got you can't create a gotcha system unless you want to produce criminals. Because it's like, what if that person who got pulled over knows full well that it was a bogus, like, point system? They lost their car. They're already in financial straits, like dire straits. They have a family to support. They're just going to say, F the system. Like, why am I, like, why am I playing this game? Like, it, it just message to the cops out there. <laughs> like if you need funding do it in like i don't know do it in a way that doesn't infuriate people <laughs> you know <laughs> you you go all over the tri-state and this is this is what why do you think they're like default i'm not getting political here guys you're gonna <laughs> think i am when i say <laughs> but i'm saying 
I'm not saying defund the cops. Okay. So I just want to preempt everything. I'm not saying defund the cops, but there's a movement of defund the cops because they've managed to get a lot of people upset. So if you don't get people upset, they're not going to have movements like that. Like people who feel like, okay, I've lost thousands of dollars to like cops who should not have pulled me over or right. cops who, and I have actually had personally had those situations where, where, where I didn't want to mention a name, but a certain cop a few years ago, he pulled me over and that, and he ended up quitting because he, because the courts realized that this guy was, was a criminal. He was, he was getting people for like driving over like a, uh, like driving safely essentially. And, and um, <laughs> that's that just to simplify things. And when you have people like that, there's, there's gotta be more oversight. Yeah. Well, it, it's, I'm not saying defund the cops, guys. Right. Don't right. Uh, leave hater messages on my on my Instagram, please. Uh, regarding that, right? I'm not getting it, political. I'm just no, making that no, no. point. It's just it's just like uh, uh, again, it's like just from a PR perspective, you know. Yeah. It, it raised my auto insurance sixty dollars a month for five years, so that's seven hundred twenty dollars. That's that's over thirty six hundred dollars uh oh extra God. money that i paid the ticket well, was only switching. like 90 bucks or something but switch switch insurances well yeah yeah that that too i did after that's a couple cool. years <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's always the trick unfortunately is you just yeah. keep hopping around every couple years you'll you'll get a lower rate but yeah because they keep raising it <laughs> yeah yeah every yeah it's a it's a weird it's a weird system but uh yeah we we don't need to get into all that. Uh, I know I know you've got uh, places to be, so I want to make sure I leave time to uh, for you to tell my listeners. And obviously, I'll link everything in the show notes. But where can they find you, your music, your social media, anything they should be keeping an eye out for coming anytime yeah. soon? Sure, uh, AshleLab.com, A-S-H-E-R-L-A-U-B.com has um, pretty much my major my my new releases and my major links. Um, the easiest way to find my original music is on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Amazon, all those major platforms. Uh, searching the name Asher Lob, A-S-H-E-R-L-A-U-B, electric violinist. I am an electric violinist um, and producer and composer and live performer. And check me out on Instagram. Say hello. Send some love. I go live on Facebook typically. I try to go once a week. Um, TikTok, Twitter also. YouTube. Got all these wacky music videos out there so i hope you guys hope, hope i got to connect with you guys for sure and uh asher i've had a great time talking to you i told you we would we would focus on music and i told you we'd take some weird tangents and we sure as hell did <laughs> not to happen hey why yeah. not? that's that's what make <laughs> makes podcasts so fun <laughs> yeah you know it's also it's so much cooler than social media in that it's like people actually listen they they, they, they have more of they have a longer attention span. I'm glad it's out there. Yeah. Well, it's it's something you can do while you're doing other things and yeah, mm -hmm. and you still can absorb it. Uh yeah. so yeah, no, it's it's uh it's a, a fun uh a fun thing to do and it's a fun thing to uh listen to as well. For sure. Uh, but thanks again, Asher. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. Yep, anytime. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Asher, 
for joining me on the podcast. And again, go check out his music. I uh, had a fun time talking with him. Uh, got a, a <laughs> got a tendency to veer off topic. I do, but uh, uh, he he rode along with the wild ride. Uh, so thanks again to Asher for joining me. Um, I had to jostle my schedule up a little bit because I actually have a guest that was also appearing on the uh, Clockwork Junkie podcast, <laughs> which I was just on. Um, and uh, I wanted to give a, a, a couple weeks distance uh, between that. So I moved Asher up. Uh, next week, you're going to get Daniel, the past life regressionist. Uh, and that one, well, I, uh, I recorded that one when I'd been drinking a little while. So I may need to give that one a quick listen back. Uh, <laughs> I won't any edit anything out, I don't think. Uh, but I'll give that one a quick listen back. But I know for a fact that was uh, a blast talking with Daniel. Uh, then you've got... Uh, in two weeks, you have Angelique Joan, and in three weeks, episode 99 is going to be with a guy who also just a delightful, delightful guy, and uh, you, you should you should already go subscribe to his YouTube channel, uh, Comedy Beef, Chris Devin. Um, that one had some, some great stuff in it, um, and I guessed it on another podcast, um, uh, well, I'll let you know when that one comes out. Uh, and if you're following me on social medias, you'll definitely know when that one comes out. So if you've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, go ahead, click the links and, and follow along. So you know when the next thing is coming, subscribe to the YouTube. You know, I make like, you know, a fourth of a penny every time someone watches a video. So go ahead and, you know, before you leave the house, let your computer roll and just, uh, hit play all on one of my playlists or something. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's cheating, is it? I mean, I, I don't do it because it's my account, but if you do it, I think it's fair game. Just let the ads play. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you do that all day, I'll make like 22 cents probably. So help a brother out. I uh, just had to buy a new car, man. Uh, of course, I did not buy a new car, but I am happy with my replacement vehicle. Uh, what are we, less than two weeks in? So it's not, uh, I'm hesitant to praise it too much until I, <laughs> until I know I'm not going to die driving it. Uh, one thing, I, I, uh, you know, driving me insane, uh, the, uh, it's, it's that time of year. So I've been getting all these polling places calling me and, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think polls, uh, could use my influence. <laughs> so I, it, it's hilarious though. I had two days in a row. I had calls and the same question came up both times. Who did you vote for in the 2020 presidential election, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? And I said, neither. And then the polling phone call person argued with me <laughs> the first one i'm like i i voted the libertarian joe jorgensen the first one it's like well let me let me check that and i guess she said oh we can put none of the above i'm like all right the second person actually argued with me no no your options were donald trump or joe biden 
I'm like, no, there were not. There were more than two people on the ballot. She then said, sir, I promise we respect your privacy. We will not share who you voted for with anybody. So could you please reconsider and tell us truthfully who you voted for in the presidential election? And I'm like, I don't know how much more truthful I can be. I have a picture of my ballot on Twitter somewhere. I voted the libertarian. I would never vote for either Trump or Biden under any circumstance. And if they were the only two people on the ballot, I would write in someone or just not fill in the bubble. She didn't seem to understand and thought I was avoiding the question. But anywho, that's just me. I love when they can go through and ask for public, you know, your opinion on every uh, candidate. And you say you have a mostly negative view on all of them. <laughs> Except for Jeff Brandis. They asked about him in one. He's not even running for anything, but I like that guy. Um, all right. I think... I don't know if there's anything more to cover. Uh, download Ibotta, Flaviar, maybe get some geology. Uh, Pure Hemp Botanicals is still down there. And uh, yeah, <laughs> check out Asher's music. Check out all my socials. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help a brother out. Drop a comment when you're over there. Like the video. That helps too. Uh, and the subscription helps. So, all right. That'll do it. Boom. It's over.